Welcome everyone. We're about to begin. This is Hashem BPM number seven. That's Sheer Bayisbini Sheer number seven for the men. We talked about last week about um, understanding your wife's inner world, and also before that about acceptance, flexibility, working on yourself. So as you come to understand what your wife's needs are, then you'll realize that you also should help around the house um, and with errands. Sometimes you'll need to help with shopping or the cleaning or even changing diapers of the young children or taking out the garbage. And as monotonous as all of this may seem, they're really exciting opportunities. We need to flip that switch in our head that these are indeed tremendous opportunities to do chesed as a unit, as a, as a husband and wife. And that actually brings the shechina in the home. Um, now, helping isn't necessarily en- enough because what happens is, is like this sometimes let's say there's dishes and your wife asks you to do it and if you respond simply by saying okay i'll do it and i'm willing to help and you don't sound too enthusiastic even though you technically said the right thing i'm willing to help um she may think you know he's really annoyed at me maybe i shouldn't ask him again um which is very often sometimes that's exactly what you want you give a power of answer hoping that your wife doesn't ask you too often to help you in that matter. And sometimes you'll be better than that, and you'll say, I'm happy to help, and it's my pleasure to help. That is better. Your wife will be more uh, at ease by such a response. But sometimes you need need to take the initiative yourself. Now, sometimes there's an agreement between a husband and wife that overall the wife may say, it's okay, I could do the dishes, uh, or I could wash them. I know you don't like uh, washing them, or you're sensitive and it bothers you, so, but please dry it for me. You know, you do something that's, you know, you, you could talk about what it is, but there is definitely elements of it where you do need to take the initiative to show that you're happy to be a partnership, to show that you're happy to help, to sometimes enthusiastically and without asking, it's be- it's bedtime and the kids need to be bathed and you volunteer and you take you take a kid and you bathe the kid without asking and you tell your wife, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it for you. That is a tremendous uh, chesed that you're doing and it's a beautiful thing and it is an exciting thing. Despite the fact that it's monotonous to you, by saying, you know, what's the big deal, you know, but and it doesn't seem romantic at all or anything like that, but it is a tremendous, tremendous thing that you're doing. And most couples have, though, you know, a daily routine, like, you know, she gets the kids dressed, you take care of carpool or whatever it is, you do certain things, she does certain things. What's important to remember, by the way, is if Chas Shalom, if your wife's not feeling well, she's ill. So when she's not well, under the weather, flu, whatever the case may be, or pregnant in the early stages, nauseous, and, and, you know, she can't do what she, you know, the things she normally could do. So you take on responsibilities on top of your own, and you need to understand whether she says it or not, she feels guilty about you having to work harder or changing your schedule to accommodate her. And if you look, look annoyed about it, when you pick up her slack, she'll feel even worse. Uh, so it's very important to to not do that. And even if you're not upset, you're only upset at the situation. Like you're not upset at your wife. You know it's not her, what's at her fault. She got the flu or, or, or is nauseous or can't move. You're not upset at your wife. Most of the time, all of you are good people and you don't take, you don't blame your wife personally for not feeling well. 
and that she doesn't have the kaiches to do what she normally could do. But you're upset at the situation, the matziv. So you have to, though, be careful. Even though you're on your Baruch Hashem on the Madrega, where you're not upset at your wife, you're only upset at the matzah. It's just crummy to, to, that, that, that it's this way that I have to do the, all this extra work. But that attitude alone could hurt her unintentionally when she senses it. So although it's difficult, it, 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 and it takes some effort, to try to put on that positive feeling that when there are situations where indeed you're taking most of the slack because your wife is not able to do it, to do with a certain cheer, a certain goodwill. It's brought down, by the way, from Rav Naftali Amsterdam. He was a big Talmud of Rabbi Saul Salanter, Rav Naftali Amsterdam. And he was a Rav in many cities, and he wrote a lot of Sifri Musser, um, and he talked about Musser, and um, he used every second of his day. Uh, there was a quote from Yitzchak Petterberger, he was also a Talmud of Yisrael Salanter, and um, he said at the end of his life, Rav Naftali will have no bittel tariff to account for. So you see how Choshev Rav Naftali was in the eyes of Yisrael Salanter and Rav Yitzhak Petterberger that he didn't waste any time. But it's brought down a story with him that in his late 70s, and it was four years after his wife had passed away and he remarried, he remarried a, a younger person and his second wife committed to help him to cons- with his ruchnias. I'll support, I'll do what I have to do, I'll help you with everything and uh, so you could learn and daven and do everything you need to do. And he remarried, but right after the wedding she got very ill and became incapacitated. She couldn't do what she said she was going to do. And despite his, him being at his advanced age, he became her assistant. He cleaned the house, washed the dishes, lit the oven, did all the difficult chores. And he didn't complain about it, but he performed it with a simcha because this was a mitzvah to help his wife. So, halavai, we shouldn't be in these serious situations, but our attitude needs to be similar, to be willing and happy to help our wives and to convey that to our wife, assure her uh, that... I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing to fill in, and I appreciate it. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Don't feel bad. You should feel better. And by the way, this attitude helps that when your wife does feel better and gets her kaiches back, she'll be appreciative and be more than happy to take those chores back uh, and have a car satayf to you, how much you helped her when she was down and out. Now, the ksuba is an interesting thing. You know, it's Gedai. I don't remember the exact tape number Ravig Demel used to talk about. His famous one was, I think, tape number 620, called the Ten Commandments of Marriage. But he also wrote, uh, he also said a shiurim, more than one of them, called the unwritten ksuba. But let's first talk about the written ksuba. The written ksuba isn't a romantic document. You know, it's not exactly um, um, full of um, expressions of love and uh, care there. It basically delineates in a very practical way, down-to-earth, practical, dry way, what the husband's responsibilities are for his wife during the marriage and in case he, uh, he dies or has to divorce her. So it's, it's in a way, counterintuitive, such a document in the you know that that's and it's read out read aloud by by the chuppah 
But why is it red? It's red because it's a crucial part of being a husband. Basically, the chassan is taking responsibilities for his wife. I will work and I will take care of her and so on and so forth. Now, Western culture uh, goes overboard by, you know, it used to be this way, now it's changed that, that the husband's supposed to be very macho, meaning very uh, in charge and strong, you know, in the male persona of it. And they overblow it, of course, because they're built a lot on Sheker, but it's not entirely Sheker. You see, through Chazal, through the Gemaras, and through the Svarim, through all through history, it is important. A wife does need her husband to have a certain backbone and to be the backbone of the family. Now, I know out there, all your husbands, some of you have very much masculine, strong-minded natures, and some of you may have more of a softer emotional side, and that's perfectly okay, too. We'll talk about at a different time how many, although there's a stereotypical uh, uh, situation where men are more masculine and logical and strong and women are more uh, dependent and, 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 and softer and weak, weak, weak meaning, I don't mean in a negative way weak, but more physically weaker and needing more uh, the, the, the support of her husband, but very often we see personalities maybe the opposite. You could have a very strong-minded woman as a wife, or you can have a softer-natured man as a husband. But overall, even if you're softer-natured, that's okay. There's a certain level, though, in a husband, all husbands, every single one of them, every single man, where they need to develop a certain amount of backbone, a certain amount of male persona, what a husband's supposed to do to take achrayis, to step into his role of whether it's supporting his family, and even, let's say, you're in a matzah where your wife is doing the supporting also. She's working full-time, part-time. She needs to know, though, that you have your responsibility. That if she can't work, you have to fill in. And even as she's working, you have to fill in with your responsibilities and helping in all the other areas and so on and so forth. Um, she shouldn't have to nudge you and bother you to deal with certain aspects of the chinuch of your children. It's an understanding and understood. You have children of whatever ages they are, that you learn with them as a father, you study with them as a father, you discipline them, you speak to their teachers. It's not just on all on your wife. And that's expected of you. You have a certain achrayas to do this. Certain things based on your personalities, you could delegate, you do this, you do that in a convenient type of way that fits your personalities. But there are still things that will force you to go out of your comfort zone sometimes to have that backbone that you need. Another thing that's very important is is to value the opinion of your wife and when she asks you your opinion, to give your opinion. Now sometimes, like for example, if your wife says, do you like the color of this couch? She wants to buy it. Or is it worth spending our money on this and this item? Now some husbands just say, whatever you want. Now if he really, really means it, if he is on that madrega where I don't, that I, I, you know, the couch could look purple with pink polka dots and I don't care and I really don't care and I'll be happy with it, then fine. Then you could answer it that way. But most of the time you do have an opinion on what you'd like, what color of the couch you'd like it to have or whether it's worth spending. So if she's asking your opinion, then, and, and then don't be indecisive about it. You could be assertive in a pleasant way, and say, your wife wants to know your feedback. If your wife wants to know your feedback, then 
she needs to know that you can make a decision when she can't or help you. You can help her make her decision by giving her sound advice, clear-cut advice on your opinion. You don't always have to be like, you know, wishy-washy or like escape that. Sometimes that's something that your wife needs. Doesn't mean, mean you make a big deal about everything, but some things, especially the things that are important, you could and should express your opinion, especially when your wife is asking you for that opinion. He says here something very interesting. A Rebbitzin once counseled many married women, and she said that wives can't stand it when their husbands oversleep. And if men knew that, it would never happen. And even if your wife herself wakes up late, she wants you to take charge and be proactive, which generally means waking up early. Now, everyone has a separate Seder in the Zman. So, you know, everyone's different. Some people have to stay up late, so they'll get up late. But it's still, if possible, if, you're, if your schedule works it to a way where the husband, by nature, gets up somewhat earlier than the wife does, they're already doing what they need to do. Another interesting thing, uh, he writes, you know, a young man once mentioned on a date with his uh, potential wife that he'd like a round dining room table so that his guests should feel comfortable and equal to him and his wife. But the wife answered back, the girl answered back, no, I want a rectangular Shabbos table. I want the husband to sit at the head of the table and lead the discussion and lead the Zemiris and so on and so forth. So what's important to know is the following, is that, um, again, if you have a, first of all, if you have too strong of a nature, then you have to learn sometimes to soften it up for the sake of your wife to a certain degree. Let her make some decisions. Don't be over-assertive. Let her, you know, let her feel comfortable expressing herself. If you have that dominant type nature, it's important to dial it down somewhat to make your wife feel more comfortable. But the other way around is equally true, that if you have a softer nature, and truth is your wife probably values that in you, that you're softer, she feels less intimidated, she feels less safe, more safe rather. But it's still important to be assertive at some points and take responsibility and lead things that you need to lead, whether it comes to the children or to leading the Shabbos table and so on and so forth. And the fact that your wife does so much for you and your family doesn't mean that it was her responsibility. That's another thing to, to understand. She may, you may look back and see she does so many things and you make an assumption, yeah, that's her job. And really, not necessarily it's her job. Some of that she's taking over stuff that really you really should be doing. Now, if she's okay with it and you're doing other things, that's fine. You don't have to take that over, especially if she's happy with it. Let's say she's doing something that really, you know, you would normally need to do, but she's fully, fully happy with it, then fine. But at the very least, then, give her a thank you. Give her moral support. Lead the way by giving her, you know, appreciation in what, 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 you know, what you need to do here. So that being said, so this sheer up to this point, we talked about the importance of taking responsibility in a healthy way. Um, the rest of the sheer, and we're going to talk about it next year too, is the importance of always expressing love and appreciation all the time. It brings down that Rechaim Shmulevitz, was a famous Rosh Yeshiva, the Mayor Yeshiva, at one point led a weekly workshop of married men. He taught them how to be husbands, good husbands, and he told them that they should come up with 10 great things about their wives. 
Every day, another 10. It may sound easy. She's a good cook. She's a good mother. She's nice. She's caring. She's pretty. So on. After a few weeks, though, when you finish the generic phrases that you know you see in these Hallmark cards, then it gets a little challenging. Which means not which doesn't mean it's not there. What it means is is that you need to start noticing these things. You start noticing these little things that she does or that she has in her that you start beginning to appreciate. It's sort of like Hakadosh Baruch Hu, when you notice a plant or a tree, you know that you never noticed before. Then you realize his tremendous hasadim by doing that. Or how an apple got into your fridge that you can now make a barapriya eats and eat it. Those little things. Same thing over here, those little things. For example, her calm response to your hysterical four-year-old who's going hysterical and your wife in her inner wisdom and being a yesera and insights, just, just inherently knowing what to say to this hysterical four-year-old and to calm him or her down. Or how Moisanefa she is taking care of her aged parent. She's ill and he she goes over, takes care of her, takes care of the elderly parent. And all these specific things, right? The food tastes great, let's say a great supper she made. But notice the details. This dish, that dish, how long a time time to make. And if you don't know, you ask the Kaiches into it. And so on, you know, all these things. Or the challenge sometimes where, uh, by mistake, she burned something and now she had to cook it over, that tircha she made for you on your behalf. So, and if it becomes too difficult to think of two new milas every day, then find one. But you're going to find it. There's so many details that you could find in showing a tremendous hakaras ataiv for your wife and to your wife. And that is Hakara Satoiv is the key. To constantly do that, that grows and enhances a marriage. By the way, this Hakara Satoiv feeling helps with what we talked about in most of this year here about taking responsibility. Because when you take responsibility, it's sort of an oil by nature. Shopping could be an oil, cleaning could be an oil, changing diapers, watching the kids while your wife takes a nap that she really needs, things like that could seem unromantic, mundane, boring, or whatever it is. But when that is fused together with that overall feeling and knowledge and study and skill and analysis of hakaras hatoiv, of what Rav Chaim Shmulevitz actually said to do, to find and look for ten things every day, at least maybe two things every day, whatever it is, in detail of what your wife does and her skills and how she helped, that grows your Hakara Satayv towards her, makes it a lot easier with that with that growth of Hakara Satayv to help your wife better, more and to appreciate her more and to feel good about the responsibilities that you have, not feel burdened about the responsibilities that you have. You won't feel a, a, like a negative feeling or an oil when you have to take out the garbage or do something for her, because you realize this is the tachlis. You're actually bringing the shechina down to your home by doing these seemingly mundane matters. And Akaras HaToyiv helps tremendously in fueling that responsibility in a healthy way 
to give you the kaiches to do it in a happy way, in an accepting way, that not just accepting, but being doing it with a simcha. Kaddish Baruch help that you, we should all develop these skills and to grow in it. And Metzeshem, you will see that by adding the Sakaris Atayv and doing these responsibilities that we that we're meant to do will enhance Shalom Bayis greatly, and it'll increase simcha on top of simcha. Hatzlocha and bracha.